Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Hey, how's it going, everyone? This is Baka Bites, a smaller, quick digest of Baka Co podcast. We're currently watching airing series and stuff that's new, so it won't be getting into the weeds of anything older. As part of Baka Co, you can reach us at Twitter at Baka Co Podcast or at Gmail at Baka Co Podcast at gmail.com. We're also currently streaming on all your favorite podcast services, so feel free to follow us there. Today, I will be speaking with Mike, the Misfit D. DM from Misfit Rolls podcast and Radio Roos. Uh, please tell the listeners a little about yourself there, Mike. Well, hey, everybody. Uh, I'm Mike, uh, a pretty standard Canadian person doing uh, the podcast thing here and there. Um, thanks for mentioning my other two podcasts. Yep. On one of them, I'm a player. The other one, um, one is a Savage Worlds podcast. The other one is a Dungeons and Dragons 5th edition uh, actual play podcast. So if you'd like to check those out, feel free to. Um, I've been watching anime since I was a pretty uh, young kid. And um, yeah, I grew up on the Dragon Ball, the Pokemon. And that's probably, that's that's where my foundation begins. And, you know, watch a bit of like Ranma Half and watch some Sailor Moon and all that kind of, uh, you know, the good stuff. So going into like less of the TV mainstreamed chopped to bits anime uh what was your first like foray into like more like the unique or the more like action adventure shows that most um like i know canada has a a lot stricter uh, guidelines for tv uh, but what was like your first kind of anime that you fully got to experience oh probably a few of my friends had the dvds of dragon ball so i got to watch some of those or I guess they weren't DVDs at the end. They were VHSs, and um, I think they were VHSs. Going down a going a far time. Um, as far as like true true anime, like I guess the the Ranma half I watched would be. I don't think like that wasn't on TV. That was at a friend's house kind of thing. Like I haven't really I'm not hundred percent sure what you mean by like uncut. Like yeah, I guess most of my exposure would have been stuff on TV. And seeing, yeah, like you said, the Chop the Bits, Dragon Ball Z, you get to see three episodes, three or five episodes on YTV, and then it would be jump back 
to the beginning of this uh, the season or the arc, and then you'd have to watch them again, and you hope uh, when it would catch back up to where you were before, it would actually have a few new episodes on tagged on the end. I remember that a lot. Like YTV um, did that in the end of the Frieza saga, I believe, twice. Yes, that was, painful. and it was, it was. They did it right before Krillin died. They went all the way back to them landing there, mm-hmm. and then they did it right before Goku went Super Saiyan, and then they had like a weekend event for like Goku finally going Super Saiyan. It was this whole big thing, but um, yeah, it was it was pretty crazy. But uh, we're gonna get into something more new. So we're today we're gonna be diving into the new season of My Hero Academia. I personally have watched uh, the first episode and it was pretty hype, pretty exciting. Um, but Mike, did you get a chance to watch it? I did. I stayed up late last night after my children were put to sleep and uh, I was able to sneak it in. It was very good. Now, I personally, I always get hyped because of the openings, the theme songs and all all that. Was this was this one that you were getting those same vibes from like first season, My Hero or even like second season? You know what? It was good, but not as good as the first season. Yeah, that one's kind of like still in my mind. Like I can hear the chimes every once in a while and you're like, oh, yeah, that song. <laughs> it just fills you with that. Like, you know what? I want to go to a super, like a superhero high school. I could be a UA. What would my power be kind of thing? What would my quirk be? And it's just, mm. uh, it's, yeah, it's, I haven't, I hadn't watched it since the end of season uh, four there. So when I watched season five, I was just kind of like, Oh yeah, like it just gives you that that <laughs> hype. Like, there's a new episode of My Hero Academia. Wait, there's a new episode, and you just kind of get the, you know, the warm and fuzzies. You know, I miss Deku. <laughs> I miss Bakugo. Um, and I and I really enjoy how like immediately, like within the episode, like everyone's kind of the same but different. Like we're yeah. seeing, like Deku's got his his role, and he knows pretty much what he's there for and you're getting like how they're all coming together as a team so it's it's really different seeing instead of them excelling as individuals like when we saw stain we'll say for existence like ida would like run off to fight him immediately by himself and then when deku and uh todoroki show up to help yes they're helping but they're still like hey i can punch really hard i can shoot ice really good they're not, I can do this on my own. Yeah, they're not kind of like finding that that synchronization between the two. Whereas, like we we get treated pretty quickly to as they get out there. Like Momo uh, builds a cart. She's popping out like all these extra things to to get everyone something to do, and they're all using their quirks in very specific manners. Like um, you have. Jiro, she's jabbing her headphones in to listen. You got like the the super creepy sprouted eyes. Like, Shoji. Yeah, everyone's looking very like like they're in tune with what they excel at. Not everyone's trying to be like I, I felt in the original uh first season, everyone was like gunning for like I'm gonna be number one. Yeah, it's my I, time to shine. Yeah, yeah. Whereas now they're all they all have their roles and they're like I'm on rescue operations. I'm going to like, like Asui, she's like in there, like being a frog and, mm-hmm. and catching. <laughs> and there was Look. that one moment when, uh, Jiro was just like, she took out her, uh, headphone jack there and was like, 
oh no, they're in trouble. We need to go help them. And Soji was like, no, this is our role. There might be more villains out there. We need to be on the scout team. Like our job is like reconnaissance. Like we need to do our role because if we're not doing our role, they could be in trouble. And that really, you know, hammers home what you were saying about like everybody has their role. It's teamwork now. Yeah. And even like as much as you want to look at uh, Mineta, like he's the joke throwaway character, but even he did something. Yeah. Like what? And like uh, Mina and Uraka, they have like that combo going. Like that was cool. Like we've never really yeah. been treated to that. You even have Hanta, like Hanta Saro using his tapes to like maneuver people. Like it was so bizarre to me to see like stuff has happened while we, the viewer, or even if you're reading the manga, like you're, there's stuff going on behind the scenes and the, the team, whether it be the director, the writers, or even like the mangaka, when they're, when they're figuring this all out, like they take that information and they're like, well, I'm not going to develop these characters in front of everyone because who's going to sit there and watch 38 episodes of, Deku doing a push up every day, right? Like we already have training arts, right? Right, but we have those surprised training how many arts. Would. <laughs> yeah, well, someone I guarantee someone's got to be there with like Koji and just like wants to see every time he talks to animals or like what kind of pets he has in his room. Or there's probably someone who's like, I got to figure out how like Toru, how she's like being reflective. Like, how did where did that come from? Right? Yeah, that surprised me. Right, and it's cool that like. We're, we're getting that we're getting like little little drops and little like bite-sized pieces a buck a bite if you will um oh. of these <laughs> of these characters to for us to learn more for us to be curious so i'm like my hopes and dreams for this season is um a little less on the big events because like i i'm fine with sports festivals i'm fine with the part-time hero training and everyone having those like those things but i want to know more about the rest of the class like we got treated to uh tokiyami doing his training in that dark cave and he was just yelling the whole time mm -hmm. but we didn't get an in-depth look to see how that was i i enjoyed last season with kirishima mm -hmm. and him like for lack of a better term getting harder yeah uh and and i found that like getting gang character development even though it's a class of like what 25 like uh, 20 20 oh yeah i can't count math is hard um i have it in front of me so it's, it's, <laughs> i can't take too much credit um, yeah especially if people skipped uh hero uh, heroes rising like that was a in that movie that was like one of the first times you really got to see them working together like i find in the movies they tend to collaborate much better than in the show in the first few seasons Well, and that's that's another cool thing. Like, I know, like being in North America, we haven't always had full access to the movies. Mm -hmm. I think I think Funimation held back on one of them for about two or three months. So, unfortunately for them, a lot of people sought other means to get a hold of it. Yeah. Um, and so, like, as you're on the Reddit's or you're in Discord groups or whatnot talking about it, people are unfortunately spoiling it for you. Mm -hmm. But like once you do get to see those events, it's like I it's it's mind blowing. It's it's just so great to see like how far manga and anime have come in the last 
10 or 15 years where we're not getting like a, a paint by numbers like you're a good guy they're a bad guy figure it out like point a to point b we're kind of getting like a, a like hey like this this student is struggling with their their powers like they're figuring out they can't do as much as this but they're what they can do they're really good at so like the only character i haven't seen really any development from is uh ojiro like he's got the beast tail and he hits good but he got that little pop-up of doing like the hand-to-hand combat really quick and that was cool but i don't know like like how did he how where did he get trained what's he been doing in his off time but again this is a class of 20 um you would have to have two or three episodes dedicated per student almost to get what i want out of it but it's it's getting very close maybe there'll be some mini series Hmm. or even in the the, in the manga like that might do like uh like a short little burst of uh like little side ones that could just kind of go into more like origin stories for each of the characters potentially going forward i would i would really be down for that like seeing everyone's life as they come up to um ua would be really cool yeah because they've only really talked about like uh midori and uh uh, bakugo's like backstory really like them as children they cut to like you know they have the flashback scenes quite often and we we are getting a little bit more like i think it was season two was the sports festival right no season two is stain um but with uh todoroki like him coming into his own whereas like uh midori is fighting him and telling him like he's not his dad he's his own person and like that was the most hit you right in the feels yeah and i was i was hit hit like off guard by that because the last time i saw a main character talk to a quote unquote non-main character like that was early in naruto when like naruto fights gara uh, at the end of that big arc and kind of tells him with like the power of friendship uh, to not be evil and to do what he wants and like seeing that kind of mirrored into Todoroki um, you don't get that instant satisfaction with him he doesn't just snap and go okay I can use half yeah. hot half cold like he doesn't instantly start combining them he's like well no like I know I'm really good with cold so I'm going to be better with cold I'm going to be the best cold user I can and then every once in a while he is throwing in in the flames and you're like all right well he's not cursing out his dad anymore he's more like respecting what he's been given yeah there's that scene in um in episode one there of season five where i forget who says it to him but he's like you can be proud of your like you, you either you can be or you should be proud of your dad now and he's kind of, he kind of walks by and just kind of like mutters under his breath yeah and he just kind of walks on by you're like oh not yeah. so like, his heart's uh defrosting a little bit there (laughs) well and that's that's again like we're not getting instant gratification for character development like and i i'm not throwing shade at naruto but naruto felt like he fight he fights bad guys and then with pain yeah and he and he fights them until he can connect with them like regardless of who it was he it was like i felt with naruto it was always like get that connection and then he either can completely change their mind or he understands what they're on about and then their fight finishes whereas my hero 
everyone's already set in stone who they're going to be. And we're getting to see how they themselves are changing. We're not, we're not having like Deku's not going classmate by classmate. He's not going up to Mineta and like, look, dude, you're super perverted. You got to stop that. And he's yeah. not going up to like Koji and going like, dude, you got to talk more. And he's not constantly like trying to better everyone. He's got his own focus and his own path and everyone kind of like throughout the show like they find out how hard he's working they find out how dedicated he is to like being better and they're like wow maybe if i put in 10 percent of what he's doing and so it's like not directly that he's interfering with them or making them better it's like he's rubbing off yeah which yeah it's not as like with the show in general like yeah you can take it at its surface as like cool powers cool action and stuff like that but i'm gonna bring out the tired analogy it's like an onion bringing this some shrek reference there <laughs> but yeah it's got layers it's got an incredible amount of depth if that's what you want like you can take it in so many different uh like levels there which is yeah it's one of becoming or has become one of my favorite anime like it's just it's got depth it's got and I'm a sucker for a high school tournament. I'm not going to lie. When have we had a bad one? <laughs> um, no, I I have to agree. It's like there's so many characters in the show. And I know a lot of the ensemble cast shows and big character shows, like even Bleach, if we want to reach back or, or One Piece. Mm-hmm. Um, they just have so many characters. But what those shows were able to do, and I find that my hero academia really picked up on that was to develop those characters. Don't bring someone in to have them as a one-off. Yeah. Like I don't think any villain in the show has been there just to be an antagonist and leave. Like all of them had a reason we found out more and even like stain, like the amount of information you get out of stain being a villain. Like I don't, I can't recall the last villain that I had a backstory for Mm -hmm. other than, world bad me bad me do bad things like see that doesn't make a good villain like i love the line um the best villains are the heroes of their own story oh okay yeah because in his mind he was doing what was right yeah if a bad a villain you can sympathize with and almost start to understand but not truly like they still have to be (laughs) the bad guy right but you when you start to kind of put yourselves in their shoes a little bit and you kind of understand what they're doing to a certain degree. I find it just gives depth and it gives you more stake in the the fight between, you know, the hero you love, but you can almost kind of, you know, understand what the uh, bad guy's oh, going yeah. through. It just makes it more grand. And it's just, it's just so, there's so much more like the, like, although this show and this manga take place at a certain point in time, we still get like little tidbits of information of what happened before. Like we have almost all of all might's story. When are we getting the Gran Torino movie? <laughs> oh, it already existed. It, it stars. Um, what's his name? Get off my lawn. Harrison. Was it Harrison Ford? That no, was, it wasn't Harrison no. Ford. <laughs> What's his name. I used to, to be Google. a cowboy. Yeah, we're terrible. <laughs> we should be prepared when we make references. Um, but 
that's the other thing. Like they could go in so many different directions. Like you were saying, having like little one-off OVAs or like side mangas, like we, we touched on it uh, earlier, but with vigilantes being the side story manga that is or or was slowly getting closer and closer to the main story of my hero. And then from what See, I, I, have, before, I have not read vigilantes. I have not read any of the manga. Okay. Cause I don't want to spoil things for myself. That I did that with so attack on me. Titan. And I can't do it anymore. Yeah, um, like even um, I follow a few My Hero Academia cosplayers, and one of them did a Hawks uh, cosplay, and I was just kind of wow, like, "That's so cool! Who's this? They look oh, amazing. Yeah. When are they coming?" Every episode of that season, I was like, "Is this the episode? Is this the episode?" And I finally saw Hawks. I was like, "Oh, they're so cool!" <laughs> but now I'm kind of after the you know end of credit scene after episode one. There, I'm like. Oh. Mm, you son of a bitch (laughs) yeah like uh like i think this season's ramping up to probably be in my contender for favorite season if Um, it's gonna have more dobby and yeah he was yeah he was my favorite villain yes just because just because two things he's got the the villain aesthetic check he's got super cool power that is a little different than everyone else's check like when you when you overpower a villain but you make them like have like I don't know, like a, a weakness sort of like Shigaraki, he's got his whole messed up childhood as his weakness. But like him just touching everything and it decaying, like h- how do you defeat that? Yeah. Nine was also a very good villain in that sense as well, because he could only do so much. Mm-hmm. And then he would wear it out and you know, the whole stealing of uh powers is always a fun little Thing, but i hope they don't draw too much back to that yeah in this well i'm i'm thinking if dobby's the big villain for for this season then i guess everyone is just like recovering from whatever happened to them previous exploits or maybe making new alliances because is it dobby or hawks is going to be the big villain oh that's also true maybe maybe hawks is just maybe he's a double double agent like he's just playing all the cards so he can just join whoever wins but i also i like the end of last season where we like had a fully unpowered all might yeah like having him come to their rescue so often like i i found that he was kind of like a backup plot armor character and then now to have him just fully depowered and like he even comes out to say, like, if I do it one more time, I'm done. Like, I'm absolutely done. They're and, uh, on the trapeze now without a net. Yeah, and that's that's cool because, like, Deku's going to have to learn. Like, he, he can't. He, he's got to be. He's got to be the next one, right? He's got to be the next warrior smiling for justice and taking uh, There's going to be somebody else who's going to save the world. <laughs> Mirio, come on now. Well, Mirio's depowered, isn't he? Even without his powers, he's still the greatest character. <laughs> he just his head floating in the water, like has been <laughs> turned into a GIF, and it has brought me so much joy. It's just, yeah, I didn't think there'd be somebody who has that positive attitude even more than Deku, and not annoying with it. <laughs> Mirio is just, oh, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like, uh, did you ever watch Batman Beyond? Yes. Okay, so like I the way I picture Mario is a more willing to help Bruce Wayne 
and <laughs> and Deku a more like sane minded Terry McGinnis. Okay. And he's kind of he's probably going to be there to be like, hey, like when I was in this situation, this is what I did. Or he'll probably be relying on Mirio a little bit more. Mm-hmm. But like that's another character. I, again, I want to see more interesting development with. Like there's just every character on screen. Like even if it's like at the end of last season, we had Cammy come back and she's like, yeah, I, I wasn't me. Like, I don't know who you guys were saying was me. Yeah. And it's like, oh, oh, no, Toga. Toga was Cammy. Right. And you're getting like, again, there's thousands of storylines. The, <laughs> the show is I'm going to say like it's not even at its peak. Like if we're looking at a roller coaster, like it's still going up. I'm ready for anything. But um, Mike, what are you like? What's your ultimate get for this season? What what is one plot point or one character you just you want everything to go well for? What What are you hoping to see? I want to see uh, Mirio get his powers back. Okay. And I want to see more big three. I like to see yeah. them more, more involved. Like, I want to see the dude, like, when he eats, like, he gets the powers. I want to see him go to a buffet and just, like, Hulk <laughs> out. I, uh, like... I, I could I could get around that. Like, a whole episode, just, like, maybe, like... um. Like they have a vacation episode, they all go to like an inn up in northern Japan. They're all taking. It's a hot spring. Let's be honest. Yeah, hot spring episode, and he's just like, yeah, yeah. And they just put out plates of food in front of him, and he goes, "Wait, is that um, salmon?" And they're like, "Yeah, is that um, shark fin soup?" Yeah, is that gorilla brains? Yeah, (laughs) and he's just like on it, right? (laughs) Just. Next episode, he gets to turn into a gorilla. Um, I think what I'm looking forward to uh, is maybe Todoroki having a heart. I think we're getting there, but I want to see him go to his dad and, and like either say thank you or I got it from here. I want to see some resolution of their conflict. Want to see them battle together, like them two together oh. go back to back. Like, okay. Yeah, that that would be rad as heck as well. Like, I it's going to be Endeavor and Icy Hot versus Dobby, calling it oh. as one of the big fights. That that I could get behind. And it's the you know, and then Dobby's going to say a cool line like you know, blue flames burn hotter type of thing. Okay, so we got those major plot points down. We know we know what's coming, but. Hmm. Do you think do you think this season like I, I said I hope it does but do you think this season has what it takes to top like we'll say the first season like to be a season that catches like new fans and maybe holds on to more power than any other season if you're not and if you've watched a few seasons or at least a season or at least five or six episodes and you're not in like invested in this show something's wrong <laughs> i don't know what more it can do it yeah. it it hits the tropes but doesn't over it doesn't beat you in the head with them i'm surprised they haven't gone down the the romance you know uh, route yet they haven't coupled anybody off yet which is kind of nice and refreshing i was just gonna say that like uh, a lot of shonen shows hold back on that i know 
Naruto. I keep going back to that. Well, like played with it and was was doing that every once in a while, but they didn't confirm anything to like movies and whatnot. Yeah. But I'm so happy. Like you can see it. Like everyone knows it. Like Ochako, Deku. It's going to happen. Nope, wrong. No, you think so? No, I'm a big f- a fan of the Bakugo, Yuraka <gasps> couple. Heathen. Yep, I'm there. Then is it Izuku and um, what's the tech design lady? Mai? Um, Hatsumi, uh, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I could see them as well. My babies. Um, but And then Momo and Ida. Oh, okay, Momo. Okay, okay, yeah. But what is your big prediction? I my gave you big my prediction? big prediction oh, of the Endeavor versus Endeavor and Todoroki versus Dobby fight. What's yours? I think uh, Deku's secret's going to come out. I think he's going to do or say something that people like put it all together. Like All Might's finally all depowered, mm-hmm. and I think maybe like Dobby goes hard, singles off, starts singling off people, getting them all separated. Maybe even starts attacking the teachers fully. And like Deku just like bursts through a wall and he's going to be like not in front of him, like just like gets out in front of him between him and All Might. Mm-hmm. And Dobby's like, what do you have to this man? And he's going to say something like he gave me everything or like something weird like that. And I think Deku's going to let it slip. Mm-hmm. Well, I want to thank everyone who stayed around. This was and is the first episode of Baka Bites. I hope to do more of these in the future. Mike, I'll I'll always reach out to you if uh, it's a show that we both have similar interests in. And it was a pleasure having you on. Is there anything else you want to plug, you want to say before we go? Uh, thank you for having me on. This was a lot of fun. Um, I don't get to nerd out about uh, anime too often. So this is quite the treat for me. Normally on podcasts, I'm talking and playing in Dungeons and Dragons or Savage Worlds and playing other tabletop tape that. Tabletop role-playing games. Talking's hard sometimes, folks. It is. But, um, yeah, you can check me out at, at TLTD underscore Mike. It's my personal Twitter. Um, mainly dog and, fu- and food pictures. And, um, yeah, check me out or check out my other podcast, at Misfit Rolls, and the other one's at Radio Roost. All right. So, once again, thanks, everyone, for coming out. It's been our pleasure. You take care and have a wonderful rest of your evening. Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic-butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started.